Hey, welcome to this bonus episode of the Resolve Podcast. I'm Carly Tizano, a New Year's resolution coach, obsessed with all things goal setting, personal development, coaching, and of course, resolutions. One of my biggest goals is to help you reach yours. I'm here to provide the tools, support, and inspiration you need to reach your goals this year and every year, and to feel supported every day along the way. Today is probably one of those days that you don't need too much inspiration, but it is the day when you get to celebrate the goals that you have reached this year. So I am celebrating with you. I've always felt that celebration goes hand in hand with what I do. When I say I'm a New Year's resolution coach, I always picture a little bit of confetti thrown in the background, uh, maybe some of the clinking of champagne glasses like you get to hear at the end of every episode. Resolutions and champagne, they go together like birthdays and balloons. So (laughs) I always do my best to reinforce that connection rather than attempting to separate the two. And that is partly because champagne so fun, but also because celebration is an integral part, I believe, of the process that we work through as we work towards achieving our goals. So today on New Year's Eve, I wanted to take a moment just to celebrate, to celebrate us, to celebrate this year, to celebrate all that we've achieved, and also just talk a little bit about the importance of celebrating our success, why we need to take the time on December 31st to not just push through to January 1st, ignore that reflection and review, and to visualize our success for the coming year. We decided to pursue goals for a reason, because we want to achieve them. But even more importantly, we set goals because of how we think we will feel Once we reach them, we want to feel proud or successful, happy, important, excited, valuable, worthy, or you can insert any other feeling that you want to feel here. But often when we reach goals we set, we don't actually take the time to feel those things. We don't let ourselves feel successful or happy or excited. Most of the time, we don't even stop to feel proud of the thing that we've achieved or accomplished. Last year, at the very beginning of the year, I determined that I was not gonna take the time to write a book. It was a goal or resolution that I would start to think about this year. But then just a couple weeks into the year, I realized that I had an idea of what I wanted to write. So I started to jot those ideas down and then the pandemic happened and I suddenly had more time on my hands. And I just took the time to get started working on the goal, pursued the passion, followed the idea. And pretty quickly, once I started doing that, I had the idea of, okay, how cool would it be if I hit 50,000 words in my book this year, because I had done a quick Google search to see what was the average word count of published books or something like that. And I didn't really find a good number, but I found a couple answers that said around 50,000 words. So I went with that and I just began to think about how cool it would be to hit 50,000 words in my book just over the course of the year. And I realized that I would only have to write about a thousand words really on the weekend is the way I framed it to myself. Like just Saturday, just Sunday, I can write a thousand words each. And quickly it spiraled into normally at least six out of seven days, I was hitting a thousand words. I wouldn't stop till I did it, kept pushing through. And I actually ended up at the end of the year, I had over 85,000 words in the manuscript. And there were several milestones along the way. I ended up, I think it was like May 30th, I hit 50,000 words. And so I definitely took the time to celebrate and honor the success to recognize not only did I do it way ahead of schedule and actually on April 1st of that year, Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School podcast had done a podcast episode about setting an impossible goal for quarter two of the year. With the pandemic, what is something that feels impossible but that you could tackle and get done and achieve in quarter two? I talked a little bit about impossible goals within the context of resolutions in a year in episode 13. So check that out if you're curious to learn more about impossible goals. But so it was that was early April and I decided it would be impossible for me to get from, I was 
probably at 10,000 words at that point, at the beginning of April. It would be impossible for me to get to 50,000 words by the end of June. Like that just felt impossible. Certainly not enough weekends between the beginning of April and the end of June. But I committed to it and I started to figure it out. And because I was writing what turned out to be about six out of every seven days, getting the 50,000 words on paper by the end of May, so a whole month early, I had completed my impossible goal. So at that time, I really took the time to celebrate. And then of course, the year went on, I wrote a couple more thousand words. And early on in the process, I'd found myself really visualizing like December 31st, who am I gonna be? What do I wanna be wearing? Where am I gonna be? Imagining toasting the champagne and how excited I would feel if I managed to hit 50,000 words by that point. But all along the way, between April and May, really, it became inevitable to me that, of course, I'm going to reach 50,000 words. Like, I'm already so close. I'm already putting so much work in. I know that the process is just going to be a thousand words on top of a thousand words on top of a thousand words. I know that I can get there. So while I took the time in May to celebrate checking that off, it still did feel inevitable. It had reached that point of inevitability where I knew it was going to happen, and it did, and life went on, and I wrote... (laughs) thousand words on top of a thousand words on the top of a thousand words more. Um, And then I reached the end of the year. And although I had spent so much time visualizing how excited I would be if I managed to do it along the way, not only had I reached the goal and surpassed the goal, but it had just sunk into that feeling of, yeah, it's another thing that I did. So celebrating turned into feeling like work. (laughs) It didn't feel like it was the inevitable thing. Reaching the goal had become the inevitable thing and celebrating just became an afterthought. And I certainly didn't feel late at night on December 31st, like reaching for the champagne, like taking the time to celebrate that success, but it still is very important. Choosing to celebrate rather than merely glossing over our achievements is a foundational key to reaching our goals. The importance of celebrating when we reach our goals and all the progress along the way is something that I've had dozens of conversations about recently with clients and friends and family and other coaches. It's something that we all seem to have on our minds. Most people I've talked to have admitted to recognizing that they would like to celebrate their goals, but they don't. And the majority don't recognize why it's so important. So I made this episode, especially for those of us who fall into the camp of goal achiever, but celebration neglector. And of course, everyone else is welcome here too, even if you don't fall into those camps. But I want to share why it is totally crucial to celebrate reaching your goals and reaching for the champagne. And it's why on December 31st last year, even when I didn't feel like it, I took the time to celebrate getting so far on my book, surpassing 50,000 words and everything else that I was able to achieve last year. So first of all, celebrating is so important because when we reach our goals and we celebrate, it builds self-trust. This is the most important reason to celebrate reaching a goal. Because when we first set a goal, we plan to celebrate when we reach it. We think, when I write 50,000 words, obviously I'm gonna be celebrating, that's gonna be so exciting. Or when I run the marathon, or when I finally get through that stack of books on my bedside table, then I will celebrate. And so a lot of times we anticipate that excitement that we're going to feel, the emotion, we can feel it in our body, that momentum towards that accomplishment that we want to have. And we anticipate any other emotions we want to experience, like we talked about happiness or joy or worthiness, whatever that emotion we're trying to get is by accomplishing a certain goal. But by glossing over those emotions when we've reached our goal, because it feels inevitable, because of course we did it, we aren't doing the thing we said we would do. It's never our goals themselves that make us feel those feelings that we're looking for, but rather it's the way that we're thinking. And the good news is that means that we can feel those emotions on purpose when we want to intentionally all along the way and also when we reach our goals. And that is what's gonna build self-trust with us because we said we were gonna celebrate and we said we were gonna reach this goal. And not only did we reach the goal, but we also celebrated at the end. In the beginning, we're planning our celebration for when we achieve the thing that we want to. And then we get there and we find ourselves just moving on to the next thing, which is sad, right? Like we 
plan to celebrate (laughs) what we set out to achieve. We want to get there. And then we just move on to the next thing, which is sad, right? It slows our momentum because even though we may have just reached a goal, we're going to be less inclined to throw ourselves into the next one because we just proved to ourselves that we don't celebrate the things that we achieve. (laughs) Celebrating is a skill. I believe (laughs) it's not just the skill of popping your cork out of a bottle of champagne, which I will put on the record is a skill I do not have. So celebrating is a skill and strengthening it along with our self-trust is going to serve us very well. When we take the time to celebrate, we can start making progress on our next goal with even more self-trust than we started with. And that is what's going to get us to achieving that next goal, to celebrating that next goal and on. The second reason that celebration is so important is because it also honors our progress. It doesn't matter if we've checked off one of our major goals or just reached a milestone along the way. Even if we've reached the quote unquote destination or the end of the road for a certain goal, our growth and journey as a whole aren't over. We're just going to continue on and likely set other goals along the way. But that in no way detracts from where we are now and the progress that it took to get here. So taking time to celebrate creates the perfect opportunity for reflection on where we started and also on how far we've come. It probably didn't all go according to whatever plan we may have come up, but despite that, we still have grown and made progress and that is always worth celebrating. So it's often what we need in order to create the space and opportunity to honor all of those steps along the way, all of the progress, all of the steps, all of the success. And so that is why we need celebration to honor our progress. We also need to make sure to celebrate because the result is part of the process. We've all heard that the journey towards a goal is just as important as the goal itself, because it is. All the growth and the majority of the work happens along the way. When you reach your goal, you've reached your goal. Often there's not too much more work we have to do at that point. It's in the journey and in the growth that is where so much of the work towards building our self-confidence and creating more self-trust and improving our skills and growing in every other way is truly possible. Reaching our goals is often just the cherry on top of all that growth anyway, all the growth we've experienced along the way, but it's still part of the process and one we shouldn't just skip over, but we often do. And because celebrating is just one more skill that we then get to practice. (laughs) And celebrating is fun. So why not take the time to pop the champagne, to toss a little bit of confetti? I remember I was on a podcast interview once and the the interviewer asked me the difference between celebrating the things where you really do need to pop the champagne because it is just monumental growth or a major success or a major accomplishment and the things where maybe you just got up this morning and you went to the gym or you finished another book on your list. Like those things are still important and are still worth celebrating, but how do you celebrate those things? And so I equated it to like the confetti that you keep in your back pocket that you just toss out behind you (laughs) when you do one of those things. So not everything has to be a popping the champagne moment, but everything, all of our successes deserve at least a handful of confetti. There is no good reason to blow past our achievements and we have every reason to celebrate them. Why wouldn't we want to take the time to celebrate our accomplishments and the progress we've made along the way? It is so fun. Although celebration is super important, I know it can be a little bit tricky, especially in a post-COVID world or as post as we are right now, actual parties are still relatively rare, at least big parties. And in a lot of cases, I know that actual cake or actual champagne, while delicious, may hurt rather than help our continued progress, especially if our goals are health related or weight loss related. Even activities like shopping can be a bit dangerous, especially if you have budget related goals that you are working on or trying to keep. And a lot of people find that they don't actually enjoy most common conventional means of celebration, even if they feel like they should. 
I don't want celebrating, especially today on New Year's Eve, to feel hard or impossible, but I do want to point out that only you know the best way to celebrate for you. Only you know what you wanna do when you have a champagne popping achievement, and only you know what to do when you just need to reach into your back pocket and get a little bit of confetti and toss it out there. What are you gonna do for those situations? Only you know, but I would encourage you to at least do something. Regardless of where you started, where you're at, and where you're going, I encourage you to reach your goals and then reach for the champagne, at least metaphorically, or the confetti, at least metaphorically. After celebrating our successes on this New Year's Eve, there is another thing that we should make time to do. After celebration, we need to make time for visualization. So one of the most important tools that we have is visualizing the life that you want to create. So that's exactly what I was doing when back in early months last year, I had planned to write my book. I knew it was something I wanted to do. And I had that idea that I wanted to hit 50,000 words in the year. So I started working on it and visualizing what it would be like to get to December 31st and have 50,000 words in a Google doc on my computer that I had written for my book. I want you to think ahead to December 31st next year. You can go back to episode nine if you need to, which talks about discovering the things that you truly want. And the things that you truly want are the things that we're gonna want to use in this exercise. So think about December 31st. Think about what you want to have achieved. What do you want to be celebrating? This is so important. Who do you want to be on December 31st next year? What qualities do you wanna have? You can even get really granular and really specific and think about where you wanna be, who you wanna be with, what you wanna be doing, what you wanna be wearing. You can get into the nitty gritty details if that really helps you bring this visualization to life. If not, if you don't wanna think about all those things or you feel like life is still a little bit too out of control to try visualize what the world is gonna be like a year from now, that's okay. Just tap into then how you want to feel on December 31st next year when you're the person you will become and when you have done all that you want to do. This is how we want to enter the new year, confident of what lies ahead, feeling and believing in advance the things that we want to achieve, believing that they're possible and feeling into the way that we want to feel when we achieve them, which we will by December 31st next year. This isn't really an episode meant to have a resolve to, but since I'm in the habit, I would encourage you to resolve to celebrate and visualize in accordance with everything that we've talked about today. And I know it's not a normal episode, it's a bonus episode, so I won't share what I'm reading, but I do want to raise a glass. I want us to toast to New Year's Eve, to all our success, and of course, to all that lies ahead. Thanks for tuning into the Resolve Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Carly Chisano. I would love to connect with you. Don't forget to rate and review. That really helps other people find the show. And subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss another great episode in just a few days. For the show notes or additional support in reaching your goals, check out carlydesano.com. Until next time, here's to all that lies ahead. <laughs>